Luke chapter 2, without any further ado, beginning at verse 8, reads like this. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all of the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Father, as we take a moment to look into your word, Father, with your spirit, take your power and look into us. Father, draw us not simply near to the full manger, but also to the full cross. But Father, bid us not stop there. Let us see to the empty tomb. In Jesus we pray, amen and amen. Before we even start, I want to give you a sub-sermon, and it would be this. Be found where you ought to be doing what you ought to be doing. That's a lesson these shepherds give us in verse number 8. There's all kinds of people who have all kinds of ideas about what these shepherds were doing. Uh, some people say these were the shepherds who watched over the sheep that would be used in temple worship. Some people say they were just ordinary shepherds. Here's what I know. Shepherds were doing what shepherds were supposed to be doing, and that was the pretty common job for shepherds. And you notice that God doesn't need people to be amazing for him to break in and speak to them. See, that's something lost in this get-noticed culture, and I just want to give that little sub-sermon. Uh, whatever you're doing, you know, in your honest work, in your ordinary life, in your quiet life, just be found being faithful. God won't let you miss anything he has for you. Somebody say amen. amen. Now to the passage in earnest. I want us to see this. Even in his goodness, the glory of God is terrifying. You know, I was listening to someone today talk about someone who was telling them about God coming to them in a dream. And they were just hanging out with God, you know, in the same way I hung out with my granddad, eating nabs and drinking Pepsi Cola. And uh, as soon as he was telling this story, my mind was like, okay, okay, that's, that's interesting, right? That's interesting. That was more like a Lifetime movie because anytime anybody even gets near an angel, anytime anybody gets near the glory of God in earnest, it's scary, Say amen, church. Did you guys notice verse 9? An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Okay, this is an angel and the glory. And they're terrified. Why? Because the holiness of God, the angelic creatures God have created are terrifying. Amen? You know, God ever want to tell you something? Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if, he bends towards you in his holiness. Sometimes what's so frightening about that is it immediately shows us our unholiness. And that's scary. It's scary to see ourselves, and it's scary to see God. And I would say they had reason to be afraid. You know why? Because it's God, right? But 
the angels also quickly said, okay, don't be scared, and here's why. Look, look down again at verse number 10. It says, the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, he's given them a reason. You are scared, it makes sense, but let me give you a reason to stop being scared. That's why I'd like us to see very quickly that God gives good news to those in need, and it's not in relation to merit. It's not in relation. These shepherds didn't deserve the good news any more than I deserve the good news or, or any less. It's not based on their merit. And God says there's plenty of reason for you to be afraid, but I have a reason for you to not be afraid. There's a message somewhere for us here in the present day we're living in. I don't want to warp the context, but I do want to make the application. You turn on the evening news, isn't there enough to upset you? Amen, anybody? I mean, you watch what's going on in the Middle East. We're, most of us here are Bible people. You start saying, Israel, 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 our antennas go up. It's scary, isn't it? Right? Uh, we, we hear all this, 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 this rough talk from the people who are supposed to be leading our country, and it's unsettling, isn't it? Right? You, you, you go to the grocery store, and you, you come out with one blue bag and two white bags and minus $83. I'm not exaggerating now, like you go check, did I accidentally put gold bars in here? What, what happened, right? And, and, that, and, you know, if you sit and dwell on that long, it's, it's scary. It's scary. There, there's so much more. Uh, you know, <laughs> we have so much knowledge these days that if you get some little pain, right, and you get on the Internet and you look it up, suddenly you have thrombosis of the neck bone. I don't even know what that is. I made it up. Like, it just doesn't take much to get scared, does it? Can we be honest? It's scary. It's a scary world. Can I give you one reason to not be afraid? Let me give you one good reason. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And what is it? Unto, un, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Right? The government will rest upon his shoulders. One day he's going to deal with all these terrifying things out in the world. He is the great physician. One day he's going to deal with all the frailties in the body. Amen. And one day we're going to sit at a table that he supplies. We're not even going to get a grocery bill from that. On and on and on. There's so many reasons in our day to be afraid. And there's one good reason to take courage. Do you know him today? Fourthly and quickly, I'd like you to see the gospel. And the gospel is this, the Lord God himself has come as the sent one, and he alone can save. That's exactly what verses 11 and 12 declare and celebrate, that there's, there's a Savior that's born that day who is Christ the Lord. Three very distinct titles unfolded. Savior, the one who saves. Christ, the sent one, the appointed one, the one definite article Single digit, the one who is the Lord. It's God himself. God alone is able to save. You can search this out through all the scriptures. You can look at it in so many contexts. By grace you are saved through faith, not of works. Why, church? Lest any man should do what? Boast. We can't save ourselves. So these angels come to make a pronunciation that, that is fearful. You need salvation. Great, God has a Savior. 
You've been waiting for someone. Great. Here he is. Only God can do this. Cool. It's him. He's doing it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And last but not least, I want you to notice something. The angelic host, seeing God the Son take on the form of a man, a servant no less. The angels exclaim glorious praise. In this moment, in this moment, this mystery that had been hidden even from the angels, that God had cloaked himself in flesh in a woman's womb, this mystery unfolds out in the barn. And the moment he's born, the angels go, there he is. I wish I was an expert at Buddy the Elf, right? I was thinking about Buddy the Elf all week. You know, if you're a Buddy the Elf fan, what does Buddy, what does Buddy do when they say Santa's coming to the store? What's he do? All right. Imagine a horde of totally frightening angels showing up going, I know him. They couldn't stop themselves. What a shocking surprise it must have been to them that he had left his glory and come like this, but he was no less recognizable to those who knew him. You know, maybe today, maybe today, much of the real meaning of Christmas, much of the best messages of Christmas get lost behind seemingly innocent fun. But as much as I love ice cream, if it choked me to death, it would be my enemy. Maybe a lot of this stuff that we love has become the ice cream to Christmas for us. Maybe it's choking out the power of this message. Can I tell you what I've been praying in all humility? That the singing, the song choices, I mean, we, I mean, seriously, we even got an original song tonight. How wild is that? How good is God to us? A beautiful original song. I've been praying that it would stoke in us a fresh excitement for the glory of God, for the truth of Jesus, that we might receive. It might be old news, but it's still good news. Somebody say amen. You might have known this since your childhood, but it's still good. I've been praying that somebody would receive the good news in a fresh way. It'd be fresh news. Do you know him today? The Bible says that there is only one who can save. It's God. We say Jesus in a, in a very Greek way, Jesus, but do you know it's Yeshua? Or in the Old Testament, they would have, uh, in the Latin, they would have said uh, something more like Joshua. It just means God saves. It said you'll call him Jesus, you'll call him God saves. You know why? Because he saves. We'll say his name is Emmanuel. Why will we say that? Because he visits us. He's with us. This Messiah is appointed to be born in the flesh, to live righteous, to obey perfectly, to go to the cross, to satisfy the sin debt of the elect, to be buried because his body really died, and to be raised from the dead in defeat of death. He's alive. He's alive. 
and we celebrate his once coming to stoke our eager expectation of his coming again. Do you know him? It won't be a mere matter of missing a baby being born. It'll be a matter of missing the doorway to heaven. Don't miss it. Do you know him today? The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. I bid you today to believe on the gospel, to believe on the gospel, to believe that Jesus is not only necessary but sufficient. He's enough. The Bible says if we believe on that name, we'll be given the right to be called the sons of God. Our local church treasures We treasure adoption. We love it. And every believer should because it's our only hope. If we're not legally adopted into the family of God by believing on the name of Jesus, we're not in the family of God. Do you know him today? In a moment, just a moment, we're going to sing Away in a Manger. No crib for his bed the little lord jesus what was he doing he's laying sleeping you know why because god is always resting when it's time to rest because he's always working when it's time to work the baby jesus rested because the man jesus didn't he obediently went to the cross in a moment we're going to sing perhaps tonight would be the night that you would by faith believe on jesus That you would say, I believe that what he did counts for me. I've been shown that by the power and sweetness of the Holy Ghost. And I would like my sins to be cast on him and his righteousness to be cast on me. And the Bible says, this is the way unto salvation. There's some, one more tiny interesting thing I'd share about this story. I'd call it a postscript. God can and be assured of this, he does. Do as he pleases. Let the elect say amen. amen. And, it, and he is often pleased to make men his heralds. If you read the rest of this story, what do the shepherds do? They go share. <laughs> they go check it out and they go tell it. This is the life of the faithful. We check out the things of God and we share it. So tonight... If you're our visitor, if you're, if you're a friend, if you're a family member visiting with us, we treasure you being here with us. What you've just seen is a bit of, we've been checking out Jesus. And we're just sharing what we've discovered. I'm going to pray, and, and are the others coming? I hope so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Help me out here. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, as I pray and you guys come, uh, just be listening for the Holy Ghost. Uh, And if he would uh, call you, you respond to him in faith. If I can pray with you, I'll be more than happy to do so. Honest to goodness, the altar's yours. Avail yourself of it. Let's pray. God, we, we love you and we thank you for this very special night of music. We thank you for this aside in the word. We thank you that you would even let men tell this message. Frankly, Father, I'm blown away by that privilege that we get to share Jesus. So minister to the people of God and work in hearts as only you can. 
In Jesus I pray, amen.